0: Hey everyone, it's Josh here, and you're listening to Marketing Major, a podcast created to help students get a more local, modern, and exciting take on the marketing world. Welcome back to Marketing Major. This is part two of episode three. Hope you enjoy everything on the rest of this episode, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, so jumping on here to a different one that you liked, I thought that Patagonia and this is their Instagram handle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a it was an interesting one because it's like you said, you think of Patagonia and you think of that kind of like the lifestyle brand, and they could just post photos of people like hiking or you know like doing mm-hmm. stuff in the wild. And and you said like no one would judge them like that's yeah that's perfectly fine. But they they take it a step forward and kind of like reflect their brand personality and kind of their values through that. And I was just wondering like when that shift kind of happened because it seemed like there was a time where brands were kind of hesitant to speak out on things like that and you kind of just, you were more trying to appeal to the masses than like saying something that would turn people away from you.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And like you said, yeah, Patagonia... Could have just gotten away. Probably could have just gotten away with yeah, posting pictures of mountains or trees or you know, people using their using their their clothing, and it would have been totally okay. But, um, I yeah, it's. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I think it sort of feel like there's been a shift over the past couple of years, I mean, five years or so, where people, you know, and this is just a sort of a branding concept in general, but I think people want brands to take a stand. You know, they they want to know where brands align or sort of sit in regards to specific issues right and you know i and, and i think you know with some of the the kind of the political turbulence especially in the united states right now but you know maybe just in the world in general i think people want to know you know where on on issues that they care about where does you know where does that brand stand and i think patagonia has done a really good job of you know infusing their their social presence you know on Instagram specifically, with um, with a lot of cause marketing, so you know, on I, they uh, they they do a lot of work with, you know, American parks, you know, national parks and, and and parkland and whatnot. and recently with the with the American midterm elections coming up, they've they've put up a, they've put out some content around you know voter registration, yeah, which is you know which is is, from just a really objective standpoint, seems really bizarre, like why why is like a you know an outdoor technical clothing company you know trying to get people to register to vote but it you know it's if you think about it even for a little bit it you know makes a lot of sense right there's you know they Stanford's you know politically leaning issues and they're just sort of embracing that and i think right. and i think they realize that their customer base the majority of which are also going to be aligned with those issues and so you know they've they've used kind of their platform as a way to you know channel that which i think is which is really which is really cool and i think a lot of people appreciate that
0: yeah. oh yeah we can even uh hey i'll try to play a clip for the listeners yeah we'll see if this works yeah it might take a little bit we don't have like a well we do have a professional studio here but not the, the producers <laughs> my name is jute i just turned 18 years old this spring for the first time in my life i'm gonna be able to use my vote to assert my democracy, to elect politicians and put them in office, that are going to adequately represent the voices of my community and my people and the things that I believe in. It starts with going and registering to vote. You can register right now at vote.org. It's about having the voices of our generation heard. It's about every future generation that will inherit the planet. We want to pass on a world that is peaceful, just, equitable, where all people can live freely and equally. You can play your part right now. We rise. We vote. Now is the time. Thank you. And at the end of that clip, it's actually it's interesting too because they show a list of brands that are giving their workers like time off to go vote, mm-hmm. and it includes like it touches all different aspects. Like there's like New Belgium Brewing, and then there's like clothing companies like Levi's. But yeah, it's just it's interesting that it's not just like industry specific. Like it's not just like retail trying to like you know voice their opinion, and everyone else is kind of like yeah.
1: straddling the line. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so the, that that video specifically, you know, trying to get for voter registration, and sort of it's it's interesting actually comparing that with some of the Nike content that we just talked about the really high production value because that's just a, you know, that's just like a selfie video of of a, of a kid, I mean, a old kid, yeah, um, and that they've made it, to, you know, that's user generated content that they've been able to turn into something that's quite powerful actually, in that, but that but but that still works for their brand, so. right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think, and I mean, you're going to see this with a lot of brands too, not just Patagonia, but yeah, it's, um, I think it's just a really good example that brands, you know, if if, if your brand is going to take a stand, I think it's, you know, or take take a position on an issue um, and how you can then work that into your overall, you know, marketing strategy without being contrived though. That's the thing too. It doesn't feel forced or, you know, um, or sterile in any way, um, and it, and but it's interesting too because it's sort of, you know, if you look at their Instagram feed, it's, it, it there are still pictures, you know, like people skiing down mountains, and you know they talk about their their jackets and their outerwear, uh, but but the way that they've sort of been able to integrate, in, integrate that that sort of like product marketing and brand marketing, but also the cause marketing is as but in, in sort of like really seamless. Um, yeah in a really seamless way, I think is really admirable and, and just a really good uh, good example, so.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely a good one. Uh, and then, so this one's interesting, like, uh, is Vice, like, so Did they own BuzzFeed or is that, like, separate? I, they do not own BuzzFeed yet. No. Vice,
1: yeah, Vice and BuzzFeed are, are separate, I believe.
0: Right, yeah, because Vice is kind of like, Vice and BuzzFeed are, like, the most, like, I wonder how much content they produce a day, really. Like, they just seem to pump it out. And.
1: Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and I mean, um, Vice is a lot more news-oriented, for sure, I would say. but right. But they still put out a lot of editorial and also sort of um, what I would almost call sort of just just entertainment, just kind of snackable entertainment content, if you put it that way. Um, yeah, Vice is also really interesting just because, yeah, they produce content prolifically, prolifically. <laughs> um you know, amongst a lot of their sort of different channels and sub-brands that they have. and But, but, you know, it it all sort of has a similar vibe and feel to it. And, I I mean, Vice is a little different than some of the other examples we've looked at because, you know, the other examples, those are... They're they're advertisers in a way. They're brands. They're selling a product at the end of the day. Whereas Vice is... The product is the content that they're creating. But, I mean, if you look at... They have a lot of corporate sponsorships. I know... They've worked with BMO, I believe, in the past. They've kind of created um, co-branded content with through Bimo, targeted millennials around finance, okay, and sort of financial stories and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I think I think Vice is just a really good example of when you want to just look at sort of like content production at scale. <laughs> I mean, obviously they have like huge teams and of producers and writers and editors and whatnot who are able to make that happen. It's it's very much a business that's right. towards that. I think what's really interesting with advice is just their ability to sort of find unique stories that people are still gonna be interested in that sort of, you know, um, are a little off of the mainstream. And also, but their ability to find those stories. And then, but then they leverage social media quite a bit, um, right. and they do a good job of it too. Just in terms of where they post, when they post, and how and whatnot, I think is is really interesting. So, I, I wish I had some more specific examples of that for Vice, but um, if you just go and follow them on Facebook or follow them on Instagram, like you'll you'll kind of see and 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 yeah, it's quite prolific but um it's impressive so and i think there's there's elements of that sort of like the editorial kind of strategy that they have or even just the kind of the 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 spot the co-branded content that i think other brands could definitely take note of or take inspiration from for sure
0: yeah and uh so like when i'm looking at this list it's kind of like they're all big brands like nike or patagonia and Mm -hmm. denny's and i'm kind of wondering like for students that want to stick around like here in edmonton and if they wanted to do something like your role. Yeah. Uh, what are some like good examples of like, it seems like there's kind of, not a movement, but like more companies are kind of doing like their own content production. Like you guys have your your blog that you guys seem to be pushing a bit more. And yeah, absolutely. also like you're starting to do a podcast and there's like, kind of like an explosion of like micro content. I don't know if that's what you call
1: it. Yeah, you can say that, absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I mean, one of the great benefits of, I mean, you could argue the internet, overall, is is the ability to find sort of niche audiences that you wouldn't have been able to give get access to before. You, yeah, you can access these sort of these subcultures or these these smaller communities of people, and so yeah, like absolutely, I, I think there's there's a lot of benefits. You know, if you're like, using us as a, as an example for sure, to creating our content and you know. Demonstrating our knowledge, I I won't use the word thought leadership because I don't like that. I I, I kind of hate that word, but thought leadership, I suppose. Um, and also, I mean, it's it's a demonstration of our capabilities and expertise too. So yeah, and uh, I, I yeah, I think there's lots of values, a lot of value, even if you're not a big national advertiser, you know, you're gonna have an audience somewhere, and so it's about understanding your audience. And doing research, and so you know, like I sort of mentioned earlier, it's an understanding of, you know, what what are the, what are their problems, what are their what are their issues, what what value can you offer as a company to, to your audience, you know, regardless of maybe how large it is, that'll help them solve a problem or provide value or entertainment in some way, and you know, and yeah, how how can you solve that with kind of the content you're creating, and you know, and how will you use that content? So. Yeah, if that kind of answers your question. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you, got it. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter this. You, if, if you're a business, you're gonna, hopefully, if you're a successful business, you're, you're gonna have a market. You're gonna have an audience. Right. So, it's but it's it's just about understanding that uh, that audience. And I, I I think something that maybe some people may not, a lot of people may not know or, or fully grasp about you know with with creating content or communications is that. Yeah, understanding your audience and, and doing research into your audience is is a really big kind of component of, it's you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of the first step of creating really great content is just knowing who you're, who you're talking to and, and kind of why you're talking to them. So,
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm uh, not sure if this question is going to have to be pulled from the podcast, but uh, <laughs> are there any, like, great examples of things that you've worked on specifically that you really like in terms of, like, content or yeah. something that you wrote that you're like... Well, that was really good, or
1: um, proud of that. We've 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 done some really cool stuff with uh, Canadian Western Bank, so Canadian CWB. Um, they're one of our one of our clients at FKA, and so we've been working with them for a few years now. And we about a about a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago, I suppose. Um, we started uh, creating an editorial series for them. Okay. So we, what that means is what we've been doing is we've been interviewing their business clients. Um, so CWB is primarily a, a business-oriented financial institution. And they. so what we've been doing is we've been sort of highlighting or showcasing some of their business clients. Um, sort of, And the content we create is in line with sort of these, these themes we've created. Um, one's called Lessons Earned and one's called Finding Balance. And we've sort of tried to look into highlighting these businesses, but also kind of looking into the life of the business owners or the people who manage these businesses, and you know what are so what are some of the learnings they have from running a business, from being an entrepreneur, and you know how do they balance that with their with their personal life? Because I think these are you know, and we've we've found a lot of success with that. We've you know yeah. we've so we've created quite a bit of um, quite a bit of long form articles, and then but we've also been able to take that and turn it into social content um and we've created you know like a, a a paid strategy around that and just a uh like a really solid engagement strategy I mean, we've seen a lot of success i think it's so that's something that's really cool and that's something that it's it's been excited to be part of and sort of see that grow and also just to, but to see the response as well to see that you know people are. Relating with it and right. getting value from it, which is which is really great. So yeah, yeah, check it out, CWB doc, cwbank.com/blog. <laughs> You'll find it all there. Nice. <laughs> that's my that's my plug. Um, so yeah, I would say that that's that's been really cool because that's been you know starting from the ground, you know the ground floor and kind of being part of that and kind of get to see it where it is today has been really exciting uh, for someone in, in my role. Right. Um, getting to be a part of that. So yeah, that's been that's been really cool. Okay, cool. Uh,
0: just before we wrap up here, is there anything that you'd like to give, like, like looking back on younger Colin, like my age? What would you say to him? I'm
1: not that. First of all, <laughs> I just want everyone to know I'm like I'm like 26. I'm not that much older than Josh. It's, I, let's make that clear. But uh, I'm sorry, advice.
0: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I, I was just wording that question like a typical way, but no, yeah, like okay. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm just thinking like. What do you think would have helped you, if anything, that you would have learned, like, back when you were in school? Um,
1: hmm. Yeah, that's int- – you know, that's, that's tough because I definitely didn't expect to kind of be in the position that I am today, for sure, coming out of, out of uh, you know, the Alberta School Business. Um, I would say if I could give some advice to my younger self – is, or just, you know, to anyone, to any marketing student, or, you know, just business student out there who's maybe interested in uh, an agency role or kind of the marketing world, is don't be afraid to put uh, put yourself out there more. Um, You know, particularly in Edmonton, the Edmonton advertising marketing community is is very open. Um, You know, there's a lot of really, really great, intelligent and generous, kind people, who um, work in this industry? Who are you know willing to willing to help students? And you know the ACE, the Ad Club of Edmonton, is yeah, really yeah. We had Panita on for yeah first yeah episode. exactly. So if, you know she's like ACE is awesome, Panita's awesome, ACE is awesome, and has a bunch of events for students. And so um, if you have an opportunity to go to one of those and to meet people in the industry, people are more than happy to ask you know kind of point you in the right direction or answer your questions or you know it's just it's just good to put a face to a name for sure. Um, so probably probably go to more of those. Try and get a little more involved. Um, if if you are interested in advertising, or or even just marketing in general, like I think really really make a really make an effort to kind of learn more about the the industry. I would say, you know, if if you can start reading some trade magazines, you know, Ad Week, Ad Age, um, Strategy Online for for Canadian marketing news. Um, you know, if you just, just start perusing those and kind of seeing what's out there, what what, uh, what work is getting talked about a lot, what agencies are really big, what brands are really big, because um, that'll be – that's just really, really, that's a really great way to sort of not only educate yourself on, okay, what is working now in terms of, you know, strategy and, you know, channels and, and whatnot, um, but it's also just, just a, a good way to sort of learn about the industry too, so – yeah, just I. I mean, school school is pretty all encompassing. I understand that, but it, but if if you can make it, I think employers would be really appreciative. Um, and if and they would, you know, I think be impressed probably if if you know if you have that kind of bit of a background in the industry a little bit, or you you understand, or you you just have an interest or like a like a passion for it. So yeah, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't yeah don't be afraid to just you know, it, and and maybe. Um, kind of the cool thing about agencies is that they're, they're kind of like, this might be a weird kind of comparison, but they're, they're kind of like musicians in a weird way or, or even sort of artists. Like if you right. have a, like a, like a gr- graphic designer or visual artist you really like, and then maybe you see an ad and you, really, you think it's kind of cool or maybe it's really funny or it's interesting, uh, make an effort to try and find out who made that ad. Like find the agency or, or the production company. Because chances are they're also going to be doing some cool work for other clients, too. Um, yeah, that's like, um, I remember when we talked a while back, you were saying that
0: you really like the Zulu Alpha Kilo. Yeah, 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 yeah. and then you can kind of, like, it's cool to be able to trace, like, an ad, like they just did that Tim Hortons one, like with the Kenya hockey players. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you can, like, trace it back to the organization and that made it, and it's almost like, like people are saying, like, Oh, Tim Hortons like made this great video. And It's like, well, uh, Tim Hortons didn't make that. Like, that was like <laughs> yeah. a full blown agency making
1: that. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's kind of cool to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit. So yeah, if you know, you know, make make the effort to yeah find a few agencies you really like who's who are making cool work. You know, any, anywhere in the world doesn't it be in Canada? It could be in the states or you know in, in the UK or Brazil or wherever. Um, yeah, find some agencies that are doing cool work. You know. F- they have a few Most, that you like? I mean, obviously, FKA is great stuff. But um, <laughs> follow us on Instagram, at FKA Agency. Um, I mean, yeah, like um, Zulaf kilo does really great work. Um, Rethink out of Vancouver and Toronto always seems to be doing cool, cool stuff. There's an agency in the States called Heat. They are based out of San Francisco. Um a few years ago, they actually got bought by Deloitte. Oh, okay, uh, and so they're sort of a, a, a creative agency arm of, of Deloitte Digital, which is um, Deloitte's sort of digital marketing and digital transformation arm. Uh, they do a lot of really cool work. So, so yeah, I mean, it's and it's actually a lot of fun. Like, it's 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 really cool to just explore agencies and the work they do, and the people who do it. So yeah, it, make an effort to, you know follow them on social media or or on LinkedIn or even, in, and, uh, I mean, LinkedIn is part of social media, sorry. <laughs> Follow them on social media and, uh, yeah, see the work they're doing, see the people who work there, and I think that's a really good way to learn about the industry and, and maybe get an understanding of, of kind of how you want to, what you want to do in the industry too. Right. Because I think, um, you know, it, it, it can be a little confusing. You know, like, you may not know all the, you know, all the roles and the potential kind of career paths working in in marketing communications or working at an ad agency. So that's a good way to sort of get an understanding of that for sure. Okay.
0: Yeah, Yeah, right on. That was a pretty good episode in my books.
1: Hell yeah. (laughs) I mean, you've only done three, right? So Yeah, hopefully it's as Top three. Top three episode right here. First one, 60 gets. All right, well, thanks for coming on, Cole. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me.
0: This episode was produced by myself, Josh Radistitz, and the team at UAMA Productions. If you like this episode, leave us a rating and share it with your friends. It helps everyone discover the show. Keep an eye out on UAMA's social or
1: subscribe for our upcoming episode.